the love of God, which wow. is actually the sacrifice Jesus, the Son of God, mm. made on our behalf. And there's something so great and so wonderful today. Today being the 16th of September, coincided with our anniversary. And today is the holiest day in the Jewish calendar. And it is today, actually, that the high priest of Israel entered the Holy of Holies to do the atonement for the whole of Israel. It is today. And today is the open heaven of Israel. And today, prepare victory. We are also, yes, having open heaven here in China. This is wonderful. This is so great. And our unity with Israel is always a resurrection from the dead. And Apostle Paul said this clearly. Apostle Paul said, if their rejection means your acceptance, acceptance. what is their acceptance to you? Mm. Their acceptance shall be your resurrection from the dead. Somebody say hallelujah. So we are blessed and favored. Uh, This calendar this year is so perfect. So we want to congratulate all of you. And uh, because you are led by the Spirit, everything has gone well. Now let's go into the word of God. We are already joyful and the Lord has done it for us. Amen. The caption today is the love of God. You know, when we talk about love, when we talk about love, we we think that it is an emotional thing. It is something like uh, being kind to somebody, being affectionately pleasing to somebody. Well, those are peripheries of love. The love of God. You know, today we will see that the death of, of the law is a serious business. That's why Jesus said, if anyone will come after me, if anyone will follow me, let him come and test what the love of God is. And he said, you will deny yourself. Denial of self. That's the beginning of love of God. Denial of self, picking up your cross, which is a symbol of suffering, <laughs> which is a symbol of suffering, and follow him, and follow Jesus, the man of sorrow. He has Many people do not understand this. Many people do not understand the loneliness of the love of God, that sometimes you stand alone. Sometimes you need to know this. The love of God, number one, denial of self. Number two, picking up your suffering. And number three, following after Jesus. That's the love of God. There's no way to go around it. Some of us have tried all our best ways to go around it, avoiding that friend. No, you cannot. If you truly love others, love the church, you are going to go through the same process. It's the same process Jesus went through. And that is what we want to mention here in 1 John 4.10. 1 John 4.10. He said, herein is love. What is love? Herein is love. Not that we loved God. Not that we loved God. But that he loved us. How did he love us? And sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Hallelujah. Wow. Wow. We thought that if it is love, 
There will be no pain. There will be no dead. There will be no bleeding. There will be no breaking of heart. But no, no. With that word propitiation paints a picture. Propitiation, I understand that. Yes, the animal that is the propitiation during the time of Abraham, that animal is killed, the blood is brought out on a basin, and the carcass of that animal is divided into two. God is walking on one side, Abraham will be walking. You know what happened? That is the covenant of love. That is how love is. Love is powerful. So who is that propitiation? The one God gave to us, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the propitiation. That means that anytime God looks at his son, Jesus, he will say to himself, I love the world. I love anybody, whoever it is that, that loves this, my son, who suffered this much, I love that person. Whoever it is, no matter what you have committed, no matter what you have done, if you love this, my son, who suffered all this, he didn't need to suffer this much. He didn't need to suffer anything because he is the son of God. But he was beaten. He was smitten. He was wounded beyond measures. Oh, he was denied the justice. And he was held accountable for something he did not do. He was crucified like a thief. He was hanged on the tree. That was the war type of uh, punishment, to hang a man by the tree. After you have studied what happened to Jesus, that is what is called the abomination that caused desolation. Okay, what I'm telling you that Jesus suffered caused the abomination that caused desolation. The whole of the people were forgiven because Jesus said, Father, forgive them or they know not what they have done. But the nation, Israel, was scattered. Jerusalem was scattered. Everything was upside down. The death of Jesus caused desolation and forgiveness. Desolation one for those who refused to accept him and repent, but forgiveness and blessing for those who accepted him. And Man. that has become the standard all over the world. There is desolation running on one hand. There is forgiveness and blessing running on the other hand. Mm. My prayer for anyone who is hearing me today, be on the right hand of the Lord. Be Hallelujah. on the right hand of the Lord. After the bloodshed of the Son of God, we show the love of the Father. Let us be on the righteous side of God. Hallelujah. The righteous side of the Lord. The riven side. The bleeding yeah. side, the place that is bringing life from the heart. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Now, let us see how it is rendered in Romans 3 25. Romans 3 25 rendered it very well. What happened? The love of God. Look at the love of God. He said in 25, Romans 3, whom God had said forth to be. Be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Wow. Look at what happens there. Look at it there. He said, God 
has set Jesus forth as the propitiation for all mankind. Anybody who will live for the future, anybody who will see life and see salvation, anyone who will see eternal life and dwell in peace must receive the fullness of the sacrifice Jesus has done on the cross unto himself. That process is called a method whereby one settles with the principal man the offenses he has committed. It's called propitiation. Propitiation is when somebody comes in and pays out the debt you owe so that the relationship can continue between. It's so glorious. And because of that, look at what the Bible taught us there in 25. He said we should, oh, I love that. He said we should have faith in the blood of Jesus. We should have faith in the blood of Jesus. The life we live today in the flesh is the life of faith through the blood of Jesus. And that is what royal victory is teaching our people. Do not live in such a way as to forget the blood. Because the covenant we are living right now is called the new covenant, which is the covenant that is sealed by the blood. So the blood is a covenant. That's why when Jesus, when he lifted the bread, he didn't say anything about covenant. When he lifted the bread, he didn't say anything about covenant. And the moment he lifted the cup, he said, the whole of this cup is the new covenant in my blood. So we are living in the new covenant in the blood of Jesus. That means that anything that hurts you, please just remember to have faith in the blood. That is a way of escape. That is what? A way of escape. The cup of blessing is our way of escape. That is Romans 10, 13. So it is very, very, very important, very, very important. That is what? In Romans 10, 13. Yes. 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 It is a way of escape. That cup is a way of escape. And Joseph in Egypt, (laughs) Joseph in Egypt demonstrated that. Joseph met with two prisoners when he was a prisoner in Egypt. And Joseph saw that their faces were sad. And he asked them, my friends, why are your faces sad? And one was the chief baker. The chief baker was in prison. And then the cup bearer was also in prison. When the bread, the broken bread and the cup of blessing, both of them are in prison, guess what happened? The bread did not survive, Mm. but the cup did survive. Mm. The bread did not survive. Mm. The cup did survive. Mm. You know, the chief was hung on the third day, but the cup bearer was set free. The cup bearer was set free. Wow. Wow. That is powerful to show you that Mm. this new covenant is a covenant of escape, a covenant of freedom. You can never believe in the blood of God and you perish. Never. Impossible. You can never have faith in the blood of Jesus and you perish. It's impossible. So we have given you the key. The key is Romans 25. Get that middle part. He said propitiation through faith in his blood. Get that alone. Get that and copy it and post it somewhere. We can always see it. 
is called propitiation through faith in his blood. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now, again, in 4 John 4, 8 to 9, look at what it says, 4 John 4, 8 to 9, it says, He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. God is in this was manifested the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. You know, many people think that the love he's talking about is that I love God. I love God. That's what they normally think. Yeah, first John 4 8 means I love God and you love God and God loves us. No, it is deeper than that. It has to do with the death of Jesus. The propitiation comes in. The propitiation comes in. You must put in the death of the Son of God before God looks at you. If you want God to look at you 24 hours, put the death of Jesus there. He will look at you for mercy. There's no way you can mention the blood of Jesus and God ignores you. It is impossible. Impossible. The blood of Jesus attracts the sympathy of God, the Father. Look at it there. He says that God is love. In this was manifested the love of God towards us. How? Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world to do what? That we might live through him. How? By his death. By his death. And by our faith in his blood. Hallelujah. That's how we live through him. Wow. You can see how the blood of Jesus is in everything. And that is what pleases because wherever there's blood, evil will pass you over. God will attend to you. Mm, hallelujah. You see that? So this is so important. Now look at in John, in John 3, 16, where we know everything. We read everything. Read it again tonight. You get another meaning, the deeper meaning. John 3, 16, it says there, For God so loved the world, how? That he gave his only begotten son. Yes, to do what? That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting love. How do you believe in him? You believe also, you have faith, you have faith in the blood. The death of Jesus is being mentioned in everywhere there is love of God. In everywhere there is love of God, the next thing is the impression that his death was the love of God. Jesus said it like, like this. Jesus said, what a greater love than this. That's what Jesus now said. He said, what a Greater love than did that a man lay down his own life for his friends. That is the love. Mm. The love of Jesus, the love of the Father, is that Jesus laid down his life. And that is why in Philippians, oh my God, I love that place so much. In Philippians 2.9, the Father could not hold his emotion. You know how, how Joseph cried before his brothers? couldn't hold his emotions so much. The father could not hold it. Look at what the father, the father did in Philippians 2, 9, okay. you know, at the climax of what Jesus did. And he said, wherefore, then God steps in. Wherefore, God also had highly exalted, exalted him and given him, him a name which is above every name. Hallelujah. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven 
and tails in earth and tails under the earth. Now, what made God promote Jesus like this, even above his own name? What made God promote a son like this? You read it from seven. He said, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death. Mm. Even the death of the cross. The cross. Hallelujah. Anywhere you see the love of God manifest, there's the death of Jesus there. Without the death of Jesus, the love of God will not manifest. The, the manifestation of the, of the love of the Father is always because of what Jesus has done. What Jesus has done is called the finished work. The finished work. Mm. With faith, our faith in the finished work, my brother, you will never perish. It doesn't matter how much you, you think you are suffering. One thing is sure. It will be impossible for God to allow somebody who understands the finished work to perish. Because the finished work was finished for you. The finished yeah. work is in your account. Yeah. It is one of those things that are counted as righteousness for you who believes. Amen. So this exhortation for you is to prepare you for other things coming. Amen. You know, when they ask Jesus, what shall we do that we may, we may do the work of God? They were expecting for Jesus to give them one assignment or another. Jesus, Jesus, said, Jesus said, this is the work of God. The work of God is to believe in whom God has sent. Whom did God send? For God so loved the world that he sent his son. Yes, Jesus, as propitiation. As propitiation. That is who God has sent. In John 6, Jesus started teaching about himself. He said, except you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you will have no life in me. You know, he started teaching from there. The moment he answered the Jews that, he started teaching about his body, his blood, his body, his blood. Now, let me show you finally in Matthew 16, where I mentioned a little briefly. Matthew 16, 24, 26. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, hey, let him deny himself. Look at it. Self-denial is dead. That is me die. When, when Paul said, I die daily, is self-denial, right? That's what that means. Let him deny himself and take up his cross. <laughs> the love of the Father is not self-love. You deny yourself and then you love, <laughs> you take up your cross and follow Jesus. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. He said, for what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? You see that? And what answered that? Exchange for his soul. What answered that? Leviticus 17.11 tells you how the soul is preserved. That is finally now. 
Leviticus 17, 11. He said, for the life of the flesh the is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. That is why whenever love is called the blood, an atonement is mentioned. It is blood that makes atonement for the soul. And that is the greatest love. That is the greatest love. That which saved our soul is the greatest love. And that was the blood of Jesus. It is the blood of Jesus and the altar that saved our soul. Amen. That is the love of God. Amen.